All right, we're live, dude. Welcome, welcome to the fucking Mount Rushmore Hello. retards. Here we fucking go. <laughs> I'm Washington. Going in fucking cold, and I was just I, I knew that our, our fucking brains would just fall apart, and it would be beautiful. All right, Matt oh, yeah. called Washington. I'm calling Obama. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just put him up there. <laughs> I'm Yang. Spud, who do you want to be? Spud, who would you be on the Mount Rushmore of retards? Definitely not Obama. <laughs> who would you be? I don't know who's on it. <laughs> you, can, you can pick anyone, dude. Well, I mean, Mike said Obama. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Teddy Roosevelt. There you go. That's a strong okay. pick. That's, that's the that's yeah. the best pick to LARP as a president is Teddy Roosevelt. True. He's like one of the only ones in now. Yeah. It's kind of bullshit. He's not on it. Did you ever hear the curse <laughs> of the twenties of like that? It's called like the. Uh, Fuck, it's like every president, if they're elected on a day divisible by, or yeah, divisible by like 20, they get assassinated. What? Wow. Or they die or get assassinated. How many so have been first, assassinated? George Bush. Like three? There's like a ton. What? Going back in the 1800s, presidents got assassinated like a Did decent they? amount. They should have covered that thought. in school. If they would have covered that in school more, I would have been like, this rules, I'll pay attention. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> huh? I'm not so sure about that. What, a president's getting... Assassinated? Nah, I think not it's just assassinated, trouble. dying or they're in the. There's, it's called the like the Mont something curse. I cannot remember that. Oh, it's called the uh, it tip of canoe. It's like the tip of canoe curse, named after the first is a nickname of the first president that died in office. And everyone, I think, if you got elected on a year, I think that ended in like zero or twenty or forty or something like that. You would either they all died or got assassinated. I think Reagan was. So the, first the next person. one, the next one's got it coming. Yeah, I mean, Reagan was the first one, I think, to survive it, but he had an assassination attempt. And George, I think George W. Bush got uh, shot at, or I think someone also tried to take him out. So yeah, he had a shoe thrown on him as well. the shoe. No, no, no. They hurt, no, uh, H.W. Oh, oh okay. sorry, 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 sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry, excuse me. H.W. Bush. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I just read about it today. Do you know what's crazy about my brain? The only thing I remember about George H.W. Bush, and I was alive enough to like see him on the news, the only thing I remember about him is his, his Simpsons episode. I didn't see that. Like he moved in next door to the Simpsons. That's the only thing I can remember. Oh, I want, do you think in high schools they like when they cover history they like claim different angles of nine eleven? Do you think it's just standard narrative? I don't know. I'm sure my kids will find out too. Can you guys hear reggaeton right now? I I can hear it through the fucking noise cancelers. God no. damn, dude. I can't hear anything. All right, I can't hear it. Same. I, I think you got to just course it through your bones, man. Uh, are, the, are, are those curtains rated for reggaeton? <laughs> <laughs> They're brown in curtains. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a that, yeah. That's a. I'll get into that in a little bit. That's a. There's a tale behind that. Um, but yeah, I don't know how they're teaching 9/11 in schools. I think kids are already getting interneted up though. You know what? True. When I was when I was last in a public worked in a public high school, they were pretty like troops heavy in regards to the interpretation of 9/11. So the romanization was definitely there. So yeah, it's kind of. That's gonna be crazy as a teacher. Like those kids have, like I didn't have access to anything. When my teacher said anything, I was like, "All right, fine, that's what happened." But if I had the internet, I'd be like, "Bullshit, dude!" It didn't fucking happen. I had textbooks that I refused to look at. I was like, "I'll take your word for it," but I'm not looking. <laughs> if this is an answer on a test, then maybe I'll find it. Otherwise, no. This is this is an ignored text. I mean, you could be a teacher and they can just pull up their phone and be like, "Nah," and you're like, "Fuck, oh, man." man. <laughs> yeah, because history teachers were the man because nobody knew any better. It was just like, what? Well, this dude is the fucking smartest dude on earth. Did, uh, did I tell you about the I had a, a, a 
a, a, a disabled kid in my in my history class. It was like I I went to Catholic grade school and then public high school, and I felt like when I got to public high school and we did history, I was like, whoa, this is like real history because it was all like weird cartoony shit in Catholic school. So I'm like, dude, this is a public school history class. This is gonna change my life. My my teacher. I thought he was going to explode because his face was red from his blood pressure every day. And it looked like his tongue was trying to escape from his mouth. He was constantly licking his lips. So he's just like, was he imitating the retarded kid? <laughs> well, everything that he said in history that was like morally objectionable, the handicapped kid would be like, that's messed up, yo. <laughs> How was he handicapped? Uh, he had weird legs. Uh, he was He was smart. Otherwise, his brain was okay. His legs were... So he just sat. He was just sitting there, just like Lex Luthor in him. Doctor, <laughs> like, not exactly. My friend. Yeah, dude. Every every time history didn't go the right way for any kind of people, he was just like, "Damn, that's messed up, yo." And like, because he had weird legs, we'd all be like, "Yeah, dude, that is pretty fucked up." Say <laughs> so when the crazy legs kid would one up him, would he like lift his leg up to crush it over the other one to dunk it home? <laughs> yeah, me and uh, me and Andrew were just talking about this. How like. On looking back on it, how on the verge of nervous breakdown so many of our teachers were, just like how just like fucked up and unstable. I went to Catholic grade school and high school, and especially Catholic grade school, we had like teach. I had teachers crying and shit in class, and te- yeah. you, you had a but you had a teacher leave, didn't you? We had a teacher leave, and I also in high school I had a history teacher that was crippled, and he was oh. crippled from polio. And uh, shout had, out Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> he had really thick glasses, and I fucked up. I got up behind him and I started making fun of him because he was kind of like crippled and retarded, and he could see me through the back uh, of the the glasses. And uh, he beat the shit. He, like he didn't beat me up. <laughs> he threw me into a locker, and uh, it was pretty impressive for a guy that was crippled. Damn, so all, he, all his other senses were heightened. Yeah, I'm very. I, I feel really bad about doing that. You know. <laughs> Well, he, I mean, that's also, I mean, you got to know as a crippled dude walking into high school, that's like chum. That's chum in the water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crippled he was a teacher. Vet. He had like 30 years, man. Yeah, he was, he definitely threw a couple people up. Man, yeah. I, had, I had a teacher who quit in the middle of a school year because she was walking her dog and the dog ran her into a tree and it like ended her career. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the dog pulled her hard enough that she went into it like she, like, I don't know, George Jetson on a, on a fucking tree, just arms out and then hit like, like a paper floated to the ground and then they were just like yeah she's never coming back dude it's over <laughs> looking back on it our teachers were so not qualified to be teachers they were just people that lived around the school oh, like, i don't think they had certificates matt can attest to this dude like no. where we went to school like they um yeah the one teacher that walked out i don't think she had any kind of certification she brought her her son had down syndrome and she brought him to our school and put him in a cage like you know like the little kid cages like with the foam and stuff and no, he sat I in don't. class with us. <laughs> I don't know about the little kid cages. You know, like, like rescuing kids out of them. Oh, like a, like a playpen. Yeah, like a playpen. Oh. She put her Down syndrome kid in a playpen while we were supposed to be seventh graders. And like we weren't supposed to make fun of them. It was tough. That's impossible. Dude, that's like yeah. Navy SEAL training for not making fun of retarded people. That's like yeah. sitting in the ocean up to your waist and just letting it wash over you. Dude, she had a nervous breakdown. She used to cry on her pretzels. And uh, she used to eat soft pretzels and she just stormed out of class one day and we just, we were all laughing at her, looking out the window, just watching her walk away. Like the kids had won. It was was Lord of the Flies. We won. Yeah, it was savage. (laughs) Going back to the SEAL training thing, did they have like a big bell in the corner of the classroom where you're just like, I got to make fun of this Winterhead man. (laughs) (laughs) 
So she just like up, dropped yo. him. She just dropped him in like a playpen. Was like, all right, guys, never mind that. Yeah, never mind this kid. I can't get a babysitter today. Don't mind him. Jeez, yeah, dude. man. Dude, that's, we had. That's like when you're training your dog to not go after food. <laughs> you just leave. <laughs> yeah. We had an eighth grade teacher who, again, it was the same thing. It was like there was no way they did not. They didn't have. They didn't have certifications at all. I think they were just giving them at the time like eleven bucks an hour, and the teachers were like, "Hell yeah!" So we we went to a field trip, and it was just flyers preseason practice Whoa. and it was just well we just went there and she was just like god i love we're like what are we doing here she's like i love the flyers we're like it's not a field oh, yeah. trip you just brought us you <laughs> made a school paper to go watch the flyers preseason <laughs> dude every lady that's like 50 pounds overweight loves hockey i mean yeah oh hell yeah that was definitely the case here <laughs> we had a morbidly obese math or gym teacher she was filling in because i don't know what the fuck i don't think we could afford like a full-time gym teacher so at one point, one of the kids' mom was just a uh, very nice, big, fat lady, just volunteered to do it. And uh, I'll do it. Those were not good classes. Yeah. Was his mom in the class? That's all good. Was he was. He was, but like he was like he he was not uh, conscious of of just how weird it was. Like he just liked it. He still loved his mom, I, I guess, at that point. And this yeah. was like fifth grade. So most kids, I guess, had moved past that. But like he was still like, wow, my mom's here. Dude, my uh, my brother used to just beat a kid up just because, just for the sake that his mom was a substitute teacher. He would find him like your mom's a substitute, and he would just beat him up. <laughs> so fucked up. When I got to high school, my entire family worked in my high school, and like I was super self conscious to begin with, but this made it a thousand times worse. And to make matters even worse, my dad was a janitor, mm-hmm. and there was one day where a kid in my homeroom got super high. And it was laced with something, and he was just sweating bullets. And he's like, "I gotta throw up." Before he could make it to the bathroom, he just threw up all over the classroom. Oh! And I was just praying to God, saying, "Please don't let my dad come to clean this up in front of everybody in my homeroom." Oh man, your dad didn't come in with the fucking wood chips. No, luckily the, the guy that did actually put on the show. He threw it back down. He's like, "You guys want another bag of wood chips?" And everybody's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> he's like, "I can't hear you." <laughs> Dude, I going back to the fat ladies loving. I'm I'm stuck on the fat ladies loving hockey thing. Is it because I this is I'm gonna say another thing right now that's just gonna make people just quit the Patreon. <laughs> um, is it because uh, hockey is like the most professional res- wrestling of like the legitimate sports in America? Like fat, fat ladies just gravitate that. toward it because it's like the easiest to just like scream and there's like vengeance in the sport built into the sport. Like well, you dude, can't I, get that I, in anyone else. I think a part of it is um, with ice hockey, they would be playing with fire if they were actually out there because nobody gets a sprained ankle faster than a fat lady. <laughs> so they like the mystique and the uh, danger of knowing that if it were them out there. Those, that's usually would... related to walking up or down deck stairs. <laughs> <laughs> deck stairs are fat lady kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and then I also think that uh, it, the hottest lady fans are probably baseball because baseball is the easiest sport to just like scroll through a phone without really missing anything when you're at the game. True. Do you also think this has something to do with it? Um, the jersey covers more than any other jersey in any other sport. Mm, so if they're wearing a hockey point, jersey yeah. to a game. I don't know. Just just picturing like a fucking Aunt Barb in a Mamula jersey. You know what I mean? Football's got a football's got a pretty good jersey for fat ladies. <laughs> <laughs> true anything that you wear pads under is great for fat ladies true that true that true that love fat ladies just for the just for the uh just want to throw that out there 
Can I? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. No, we. No, I'm not saying this to make fun of <laughs> Fat Ladies. I'm saying Fat Ladies rule. No, no, I'm, fat I'm not saying rule. you're saying that. <laughs> no, I love I'm them more than I Matt love does. seeing Fat Ladies rep their favorite team. <laughs> love that, guys. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of advertising space for not much investment. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I tell you guys? This is this is bothering me. I don't want to turn this into like a, a a therapy session, but I gotta I gotta tell you guys a bit of a saga about this week. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, I've been I've been trying to keep people up to date on this through jokes, but like uh, that place, the area I live in now, is turning into fucking hell every day. Like the the reggaeton is getting louder, the dirt bikes are getting closer, the fucking peelouts are flecking the fronts of our houses with just molten rubber. And uh, right now, the big problem is two doors down from me, and I made a really terrible joke about this on Facebook that I deleted, but they. Uh, it's they're they're turning this into like an unlivable hellscape like my kids can't go outside anymore every day we're just like calling rental places in like a nicer area and it's like not getting called back yet and we're like starting to panic because it's getting so fucking bad and i think what's happening is there's there's this nice uh like middle-aged hispanic couple like two doors down uh they seem to care about the community when uh when someone like hit and ran on my car while it was parked like they like did detective work for me before I could get back. So that's that's like the backstory here. Like these are oh. lovely people. But they it might be to a fault. Like they they love taking people in and like taking care of them. Like mm. distant relatives, friends of friends, that kind of shit, right? So it's like the Puerto Rican blind side. That's exactly what it is. It's the I Einstein. <laughs> Dude, they are they're spreading what little they have every chance they get. Uh and right now, the current batch of dudes are like trying to start like a Buster Black Biker gang. Like they could, they could clearly not actually hang in North Philly, but like right here, they're like going to throw fireworks in the street at night and like drive around and like blow shit up and like oh. just peel outs at three in the morning. And uh, every time I go outside and like this, you can't do this. There's everyone's like, oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Like they don't want to upset mommy and poppy living in the house. True. So they're always like, my bad, my bad, but like heads down. They won't make eye contact. Um, the other night, them and like uh, a friend were like having like a fireworks fight in the middle of the street. And when I go outside, everyone scatters. There's no one there to like answer for anything. Like I can't even ask anyone to stop doing this. So uh, and this is on top of like, you know, the, like I said, the motorcycles and shit. So yesterday, my plan was I was going to go over to Mami and I was going to be like, listen, this shit's this is this is turning into like a terrible place to live. I hate this. like it's unbearable and i ended up getting sucked into something at work and i never got around to it and i got home and as i'm in the bathroom i'm just hearing crazy amounts of sirens which not that crazy in my neighborhood but eventually i was just like this is a lot of fucking sirens and then i put up another terrible joke on the internet like i'm hearing a lot of sirens and i'm just hoping that it's for a dude on a dirt bike trapped under a tractor trailer and i go (laughs) i come out of the bathroom and my wife's like Mommy's house is on fire. Their house fucking burnt down. What? Yeah. It's it's not burnt down, but it's the inside of it is gone. I don't know. A row home can't really burn down, but the inside of it is gone. Tim, would it be fair to call that P. Arson? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, in my head, I'm like, this is something is on purpose. Either someone threw something on fire through a window or one of these dudes got tired of being yelled at for being loud and they burnt the house down. So... What the uh, fuck? Yeah, so I run into mommy and I'm like, "Are you okay? Is everyone okay?" And she's just like completely broken. It's like at this point, the fire department came in, broke all the windows, flooded the house, 
neighbors' houses were damaged with smoke, and she uh, she's like, "This is this is my first house. I don't have insurance. Like, it, oh. I don't know what we do." And I was just like, "Damn!" Imagine oh, man, if, the no if, insurance is a killer. Oh, they're fucked. They're fucked. But the, I mean, it's like it's, there's 15 contractors living in the house right now, so they're just gonna lemmings the house and rebuild it. I guess they're already yeah. working on it. Um, imagine if five hours before that I was like, you make this a terrible place. Everything's bad because of what you guys are doing right now. And then their fucking house burns down. I'd, I would have to kill myself. I wouldn't be able to live with that. How did she say the house burnt down? Uh, she said that she was cooking something and walked away for five minutes. And then the house was toast. That sucks. I, I bet yeah. it was delicious, too. Oh, dude. I True. saw the, the firefighters carried the pan out. It was a serious thing. <laughs> I should be, I don't even want to joke about that, but she ran back they, in after it. They have the pork chops on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> They're under it comes a sheet. Like fajitas, <laughs> like, Damn, dude. What's up with what's up with the fireworkers? They're out there chucking fireworks and stuff, having wizard battles. Yeah, it's street. pretty weird that that, that kind of really picked up steam right before their house burned down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that might burn a house down. So uh, it's it's crazy that I was like that that morning or the night the day before I was like man it'd be great if these people just lost their house and couldn't live there anymore and then it fucking ha- I sound a lot like an arsonist right now dude I you're a fire True. dude you are Drew Barrymore dude you're a fire starter <laughs> I, I got, just got hey, let me just clear I was at work when this happened and I came home oh yeah dude <laughs> easy pass got me over? going both ways yeah right can we make this well, sound um, less like a confession. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing now? So what are you doing about you, you guys are looking for rentals or like? What yeah, else yeah, that's on? just something we have to keep calling places about every day. Uh, shout out to the fucking Patreon for making that easier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can't live here anymore. We like Why don't you get a dirt bike. You should get a dirt bike in this vigilante. <laughs> yeah, my luck. Road though, rash. I, you should just road rash. I'd be the dude under the tractor trailer. True. <laughs> Plus, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever seen my head in a motorcycle helmet. It's like it, I, I look like NBA Jam big head mode. <laughs> this fucking melon, dude. It sucks. Oh, Tim, how nice would it be if, like, the day you moved out, there were like 400 motorcycles down the block just carrying your shit to your new place for you? Oh my god, that would be a dream. They might do that for you. They might. I mean, I, dude, it's a it's a complicated relationship at this point. But uh... very spicy. <laughs> and then I have my son, my my three year old outside, and like some of the ladies are like, "Oh my god, he's getting so big," and they fuss over him and stuff. And it's just. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the last week it's just been vitriol in my brain for these people so i think that with 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 neighbors that are a perpetual nuisance there's nothing that you could ever say to them that would get them to reflect and be like yeah you know what i shouldn't do that anymore i think it's either you're cursed with bad neighbors or you're blessed with good neighbors and i think if it's a one-time thing maybe a hey keep it down like that would work but anytime like they're on a on a, on a pattern of just doing shitty things you'll never stop it and you only make yourself nuts yeah and it, it here's the problem it's not like no one was looking for a fight because i i think i look like a pretty soft target if i walk outside in a neighborhood like this but when i go outside it's like everyone's avoiding confrontation they're like oh, sorry sorry my bad my bad but the one thing i noticed is that they'd be like oh are the kids sleeping and i'd be like no i just don't want to hear i, I don't want to hear reggaeton over my television like I want, I want to be able to hear the shit that's in my house, and I mean, you know, maybe those days are over. But it's a fair argument. Not, a, not a great, not a great, re- dude. It's, it's like it's. This should feel good, not good. This should feel like a relief, but it doesn't. I don't know. I'm in a complicated spot right now, and it's weighing on me. You know, True. you're, 
you're a good person, and oh, thank you, I, I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for you to to not feel not feel not feel bad when shitty things happen to shitty people. Yeah, you know, and that might be a hard thing to like say out loud, but. Well, I think because because you're a good person, you're you're gonna you're gonna be like you're gonna recognize that oh shit, these people are really dealt with something horrific, and because you're a good person, that completely puts aside all the all the shitty things that you've had to deal with, all the fucking lame ass. It's, I don't even know if they're microaggressions because I don't think they're doing it to spite you, but it's just shit that you've had to put up with that you shouldn't have to put up with. Yeah, that I kind of think that's kind of, but that's the, that's the reason I wanted to talk to you guys about it. And uh, I know it's obviously fucking gay, but like yeah. after all that and all the like the aggression and like anger and like not being able to like do something more about it, at the end of it, it was just like, oh, these people went through a disaster, and it's like all that was left was like a little bit of humanity at the end. It's just it's just been a weird experience. It's been a weird week for me. You know, yeah. Tim, this is this is actually it seems like a cathartic way to end like your time at your place now because you because you got to have that emotional emotional transaction where you could just be nice people to one another and just get to like base level humanity whereas in a few weeks you're going to be out of there so now you don't have that animosity toward them this was this this can be viewed as a gift for you not to have that animosity toward them as you move on to bigger and better things true damn dude or just take a picture of the house. Then when you, wherever you move to, be like, yeah, the house next door to me burned down. Took yeah. ours out too, but I saved everybody. <laughs> I earned Ran this mustache, there, so there's like dude. Little kids. <laughs> it's like 10 little kids in there saved them. You should you should fight reggaeton with reggaeton or blast corn louder than reggaeton. I thought about oh, that. This, is a, yeah. wattage, this yeah. is a wattage issue, dude. That, well... <laughs> I'll get into it. What are the speaker sizes? Like twelves are a big deal, dude, right? I, dude, he has twelves. <laughs> you know what's so funny is like when, when we were about to start this, I was like, it'd be so fun to just have like a terrible corny podcast intro where it's just like, Are you ready? I'm looking up right now how much it would cost to get corn to play. <laughs> have you thought about aggressive inline skating grinding like everybody's shit up? Like, I have a railing on my front step just grinding down at every day when I leave the house. Good morning. If you start aggressive, if you start blasting corn and aggressive inline skating, I think people might back off. They might be like, all right, we got to chill. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's that's modern day fucking Gacy behavior. That's pretty Or, <laughs> you or if you were to go full Mr. 305 himself and just every time uh. you play, just imitate Pitbull, just walk around and just yell different cities. Fuck. Just go yell different places you've rocked. Yeah, dude, Tim, you're Mr. 215, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck. Full... You should go full Pitbull. Mr. 215. <laughs> I hope that sticks. I wish I didn't say that out loud. It should Mr. be organic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Just throw this out there. Corn is available for hire. I'm trying to find the price right now. Though, I'll so. bet you it's like $6,000. I would. Uh, what is this? No, what? It's got to be more than that. I don't know, dude. I went and saw uh, the Deftones with my boy, and I watched them get paid out in cash. And it was not what I expected. This was also like two years ago. Yeah, it was pretty fucking funny. (laughs) They got like a comedy Uh, cabaret envelope with like 50 bucks in it. (laughs) They got 40,000 drink tickets. (laughs) Spud, while uh, Mike's looking that up, um, I just wanted to say a kind word about war mode, dude. Uh, I've been, I've been getting back into running one time a week. <laughs> I do five miles one time a week. And I, as soon as I leave the house, I'm like, 
I, I, I need to, obviously you want to listen to something that's going to get you through, you know, workout, but, uh, I can't listen to podcasts while I run, but I put on war mode. Cause I'm like, there's gotta be, there's an energy to war mode. That's going to fucking get me through this. Uh, like, like the gritted teeth, the, the, the casting aspersions and, you know, looking into it. <laughs> and I always just end up fucking laughing. I end up running out of breath, <laughs> laughing, listening to war mode when I'm trying to run. Well, I'm glad you like it. We have no idea what we're doing right now. Keep it that way, dude. <laughs> Please never figure it out. Yeah, I can't. I try to listen to it before I go to bed. I'll be laying in bed listening to it. And I just shake the bed, and Brittany's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Listen to warm up. Leave me alone." Stifling <laughs> a laugh. <laughs> I was pumped. You guys got uh, Audible as a sponsor. I love Audible. Oh, that's no big deal. I mean, just thank you for saying so. Just... Yeah, I, I use <laughs> Audible is the fucking best, and it's um actually the the book that Matt's using for Psychnaw right now. Um, I got it through Audible, and it's really it's. I already feel like a difference in trying to implement this shit. Yeah, dude, I'm doing the uh, next book after that, one, like the newer book, and it's nuts. Uh, from, I mean, it's really it's really cool stuff, man. Is it from Stephen Hayes, or is it just yeah. about um, the RFT? It's the new Stephen Hayes book. Okay. Yeah, yeah he like ran it back basically. He did that one in like 2011, I think. The get out of your mind and in your life. Then he did the other one. At- uh, Andrew's talking about like last year. So he, and he, when I talked to him about it, he was like, Oh, please, please, please read my new one. Cause he basically backed everything up that he said in the first one with like, a, I think like hundreds of studies and then, you know, came up with some different new stuff. It's, you know, it, the, the, the more that like I, I listened to what it is, and man, um, the name of the, hang on. I read, I, I never remember the name of the fucking book. It's get out of your mind and into your life by Stephen C. Hayes. Yeah. And it, it it's a great, it's a super interesting book, but Matt's doing, a very necessary breakdown of it on the Matt and Shane Patreon for um, a segment called Psychnaw. And I'm a total fucking retard. So it takes me five listens to get through anything, um, any kind of dense content. But Matt breaks it down in such a way that I can listen to that. I listened to that once and I understood the entire first chapter because of how you broke that down. Well, appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun, man. I love it because I always read stuff like that. But it, it's been fun to like I make the Prezi making the Prezi slides is like my favorite thing. So I get to like add my like high school Microsoft PowerPoint skills. I'm like, dude, I can finally fucking use these or something. And it, dude, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I started listening to that and I immediately started just interacting with my thoughts differently. Like from the very be- like the very like in a nutshell idea of just kind of gaining like not aligning with your thoughts right away, not fusing with them trying to put space between you and them and then just instead of constantly reacting try to like avoid pain and discomfort of just yep. like that's going to be there no matter what uh-huh. so it's like rather than choosing the path of like i'm going to try to avoid pain and discomfort and just amplify it and multiply it i'm going to just do the things i want because i'm going to eat shit anyway no yes. matter what so I, I so now like you know you align yourself with your values and make decisions based on values rather than like i don't want to feel weird i don't want someone making fun of me yep. and um yeah, dude, it like boils down to my day now where like I used to come down in the morning and be like, oh, my God, like you don't realize how deep it goes where I'm like, oh, I got to go now. I got to answer emails. I got to do this. Oh, my God. Da, da, da. Oh, it's all going to go away. And now it's like I, first thing I do is like I run. I do. You know, I, I make sure I take care of all the shit that I need to take care of. That should be the whole point of all the stuff that I'm doing rather than being trapped in that like hamster wheel thing of like if i just once i get i I constantly get out of it and i get right back into it like if i just do this thing then everything's gonna be good and then i can relax and it it never fucking happens dude i feel like it's like level two of the program with wes because it's mm -hmm. like i was just gonna say that wes is like okay here's your goals 
and goals are cool and all, but I hit all, I hit most of my goals already. So now I'm just not bragging, not bragging or anything. Um, Congratulations, but now I'm sitting folks. here just going like, uh, all right, I'm going to focus on values because actually my last goals are, well, my ongoing goal is be an asset to my friends, but my other goals were to like get better with my family and stuff that has a lot more to do with values. You know what I mean? And like learning how to live a values-based life, separating your mind from yourself. Like Butterly, you shouldn't be beating yourself up about having weird thoughts about your neighbors, dude. You should hear what goes on in my fucking head, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My neighbors, are, it, my neighbors are brutal, dude. I yeah. Well, I sympathize with you, dude. Um, you know what's funny is I've been I've been seeing a not seeing I've been doing a conferences with a, a sports psychologist. I'm sorry, he's not he's not accredited yet. He's uh working toward a, a sports psychology certificate degree anyway he's one of the strength and conditioning coaches uh at hearts and um he like everyone there's a competitor so he's just like breaking down like what he knows like he's not like treating anyone but he's like here's you know here's the fucking scoop and he says a lot of shit that lines up with a lot of shit we're saying and it fucking rules and one thing he's he's been uh, like people don't know what questions to ask so basically it comes down to like, I want to compete in a combat sport and then I get nervous and I worry I'm going to do bad and uh, I can't, then I can't actually perform as well because of the worry. So what he ends up breaking down is just like the, the feelings that you experience are all like an involuntary muscle you compare them to. Like your feelings uh, almost... You can't even like trace them to any action on your own part. Like your feelings happen to you. So instead of trying to like avoid ever feeling like anxious or avoid ever worrying, what you have to do is uh, strengthen like your reactions to those feelings. And then instead of avoiding them, you can they actually become useful to you because you can, uh, you know, adjust your outcomes based on uh, in a healthy way dealing with, you know, your fucking worries dude that definitely ties into um especially the beginning of this book and where it talks about how um being mindful of your thoughts and not just you know it's like grabbing on i think they use like a train analogy where it's like you're riding the train mm -hmm. and it's like you, you know you you get off at any time like just because like the train's fucking going in one direction like you don't have to be like okay i, I guess i'm this i'm fucked now i guess i gotta ride this train for until it's done fucking going you know, it's it's just being more observant of your thoughts and go back to what you said, Spud, about be, about making value based decisions. And as, as as I progressed in this book, it just became more apparent of you know how big of an impact the program has had programming uh, with Wes and getting his breakdown and his version of it has had on my life. You know, fucking six months into the year, whereas I I, I can I can say that. All I, I could I could probably say that all of my actions, if if not ninety percent of my actions, are subconsciously directed toward things that I value simply by setting that structure early on in the year, and going on it day by day. I have my goals posted in my office to look at every day, but I don't even look at them just because they're so ingrained in my mind. And I know whether I look at them or not, I'm gonna I'm gonna be working toward at least some of them throughout the course of any given day. Yeah, yeah, and it's more like as you're working through them, you work you work through them with the values. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's like 
trying to think of a better way to put that. It, it, you know what it does? It simplifies a lot of your decisions because if, yep. as long as you, it's like guidelines that you already agreed upon and you, there's no second party adjusting them uh, as you go along. It's like it, it becomes intrinsic to your personality. And it, it, like I said, it simplifies your decisions. Uh, by the way, if you're not sure what the program is, we keep talking about the program. Um, it was a Patreon episode. We later released this free. Uh, Matt and his boy Wes uh, sat down with us. And uh, this dude Wes kind of like took a lot of the fucking retarded bullshit that we're spouting out about not wanting to be losers anymore. And he sort of uh, formalized it just uh, based on his own experiences. And uh, man, it was almost like a, a meditation on just like, proceeding forward as you are but with uh a, a healthier mindset toward you know not not feeling shitty about who you are if i could break it down to as simple as possible yeah like i was gonna say like uh well me and matt had a cool conversation with my uncle charlie who's pretty much like a wizard and all this stuff and really what it's like it's like if you have feelings that you're a loser they're only happening inside you that you're more of a place and it's like the mind is sitting there making up thoughts. If you don't buy into the thoughts, like they're more like the train that Rainy's talking about. Like you're just watching the thoughts go by, put the thought on a leaf and, and watch it like blow down, blow in the wind. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to buy into your thoughts. Your thoughts are separate from your mind. When you have feelings, they're just happening in, they're happening in a place called Tim. Tim's pissed at the reggaeton. It's only happening inside <laughs> you, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> no one else knows how pissed you are. Yeah. And it's your choice if you're going to buy into that. If you're going to attach, your, if you're going to tell your mind, we're having these feelings again. Let's have all those thoughts we really love about ourselves. Like, that's on you. You can detach. Your mind is just basically just another part of your body. You don't have to buy into it like it's your personality. Oh, I love that. You could rename it like you could name your brain whatever you want i named mine chuck i go all right cool, cool. thanks chuck i'll check in with you later man it's not really working out all right chuck man yeah, that man. is lovely jesus it, christ it, it, it's, <laughs> there's a ton of this shit we're just on the tip of the iceberg dude this is program level two yeah man program level two dude matt knows where we're going with this this is gonna this is gonna blow up dude I, th I mean, it's just the only, I don't see any other way, you know, any way forward. It's like the current picture painted for most people, you know, the, the, some people kind of like, and that's the thing too. It's like, you know, you can escape the doldrums of everyday existence of like, you know, the, the average person working in an office or trapped in a job, frustrated by a boss or, you know, some sort of circumstance. And it's like the, the current mode is like, I'm going to do this thing that I'm just telling myself sucks that everyone else around me is like, yeah, life sucks. And then you fucking die. And then I'm just going to get drunk. And you know, my, that's my life. And it's like, yeah, that's the life of a person trying to avoid their own fears and, you know, their own parts of themselves that they're too scared to kind of let out there and follow any other path. So it's like, you know, I'm just going to do the thing that people dictate to me that like it has to be done, but it's like, there's so much space in there to fuck around and play with stuff and to try different things. And, you know, that's what he talks about the psychological flexibility stuff. It's like, can you get distance between yourself and your thoughts? Um, you know, it's like there's the, even like what Rainy was talking about with the train. There's the, the other thing where it's like, you know, say like I'm a loser. I'm I'm telling myself I'm a loser. And it's like, all right, so that's a deep thought people form pretty young, usually pretty early on. So then what happens is people tend to like they'll try to become workaholics. And they're like, no, 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 I'm I'm going to show everybody I'm not a loser. And it's like, dude, even if you succeed at that, 
you're still a loser to yourself surrounded by a bunch of people you're like you probably even more insecure about because you're like oh fuck these people are actually really doing this i'm just like an imposter or whatever you're just a senior loser <laughs> you're just a senior loser so it's like you know even if you even if you prove yourself wrong that you're not a loser by like you know doing something spectacular you still because you're still doing that construct like so if you if you're even debating whether you're a loser or telling yourself I'm not a loser, you're still on the train that Rainey's talking about. You're still on the language train. You have to completely yeah. distance yourself from the idea that like, hold on, let me pause. Like, like Andrew was saying, like, all right, Chuck, what, what is this now? This loser concept you're hitting? This is not a real thing by any standard whatsoever. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you're just, I mean, there's been, there's been so many people too, who are considered losers who then like 200 years later are like, Oh no, that guy was sorry. We were wrong. He's like the best writer ever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, we I all bet. thought he was a fucking loser. <laughs> Apparently he's a genius. So it's like, you know, I'm not saying everyone's sitting there like jerking off right now. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking genius. Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's just completely, I, I think it's something we're going to get out of, of like this idea of torturing ourselves in our minds when most of, you know, I would say almost all of us in America for the most part are, you know, pretty secure with food for the, you know, again, for the most part secure with food aren't really like, all of our physical needs that we've been like designed to solve of like, like say when you were like hundred or thousands of years ago, your problems were physical. It's like you were in a village, people would just rush into your village and just fuck everybody. And you'd be like, what the fuck? So then you're like, we got to do something about this. So you'd build a physical wall and we built all the walls. We figured out how to grow food. We figured all the shit out. So now that same problem solving brain yeah. all is that torturing us. Mind, dude. Dude. Exactly. The mind, it's torturing. The mind was our main tool there. And, yeah. and, you know what I mean? Like we don't need it to keep solving problems that don't exist. Well, it's, you're, you have a, a thing that's designed to solve physical problems. That's now dealing with this weird kind of like ethereal realm of like personal feelings and thoughts. And it's like the brain's not, the brain's not designed to solve problems about itself. The way it typically solves problems. I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but uh, jujitsu is a really healthy way to occupy that part of your brain. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, man. It really, it, it really is. It's like uh, it's almost like a creative uh, output on that. Um, it's you're you're like you're getting close to a thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and uh, like program level two stuff. And it's like, um, ah, man, I don't have an elegant way to put this, but. Once, once you get some momentum behind yourself, right? Like you, you're like, okay, I am definitely not a loser just by recognizing that I don't want to be one. I'm working toward it. Like I'm making better decisions. I'm, I'm quieting the uh, dark voices. Once you start to get some momentum, once you, you know, Spud actually said this plainly already. He crushed all of his goals for the year. The only thing that remains is getting tighter with his family. That's program level two. Is, and Wes talked about this a lot. Was uh, but he talked more uh, about how to how to like your success is tied into the value you provide for other people. But that's it; it's external. Then it's like the connections that you form with other people, the value that you provide them in life. Uh, I think spurs you on like professionally, creatively, personally. Um, here's my here's my example. This is why I want to talk about this, and I'm not going to be specific about this. But I know people in my life who are competing in business against other people. And these other people are making uh, short-term gain decisions that kind of leave people out in the cold uh, in, in various ways. And then I see the people that I care about competing with them, 
and they're making these like painful long-term decisions where if they could just maybe if they just make a couple of unscrupulous moves they would cash in a lot quicker but and i've had com- conversations with them where they realize that like no like the long game here is like getting under people and building value up under them and then that comes back to you. Ten- I mean, this is all Bible stuff now I'm getting into. It's not, <laughs> Hell yeah, that's it's what I'm not just about. Bible stuff. It's like myth stuff. It's hero's journey. And the hero's journey, man, is always him and his boys, dude. Yeah. It's never, it's never, you're never hearing the story about the guy that uh, was playing all cutthroat short game shit. Fuck that dude. Well, also, you, but yeah, usually something horrible happens to them. And that when you look at it from like a, from like any sort of like mythology perspective, they never have someone who's like, yeah, and this guy just totally thought about himself and he just kind of crushed it forever and everything was pretty chill. Yeah, all but that stuff's so deep in our consciousness, man. Well, the cool, the cool thing too, I was thinking about this today. So I was thinking about that, like the, you know, there was, we had this physical problem solving brain because all we're dealing with was our physical environment. You know, like, I think it goes back to like a hundred thousand years ago. And then there was a point where like, we started to kind of collectivize. Then we had new problems of like weird interpersonal problems of living with like a thousand people who kind of believe different stuff. And I think that's kind of where religion started to arrive. Like our brains just started producing this idea of religion as a, a separate enti- a separate problem solving modality for like, well, what about this like weird shit now that we can kind of more so comprehend like our mortality. So our brains just came up with all this other, this whole other mode of solving problems, which is more of like the faith and uh, wisdom traditions, which is like, you know, that we kind of like, we're like, oh, fuck, this is bullshit. We're going to go hard into science. And it's like, I mean, it's not where, I mean, it's like, we're solving all kinds of crazy problems and doing all this shit. But like, you know, as we, as our technology keeps advancing, more people keep killing themselves and like arguably the best countries to live in. So it's like, it's like, it's just weird. It's like, all right, something, something's fucking off. The new book that I'm reading, he's talking about taking all of the fucked up shit that happened to you or fucked up shit in your life and you pivot it and you turn it into energy like matt was matt made an analogy to the infinity stone earlier which i put on my vision board which is goat because it's like what you should be able to do on program level two is take the most fucked up parts of yourself are just parts of yourself that are showing you what you want to what your values are you know what i mean Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah so it's like say you like um I'm trying to think. This is tough for me to think about. But uh, well, so, so you got dumped. If you got dumped or betrayed in some sense, then it's like, well, you clearly, you know, value emotional intimacy and honesty. And that person betrayed that. So rather people be like, well, fuck that. Then I fucking hate bitches forever. And it's like, well, yeah, that's right. not going to work for you long term. That's kind of what I'm on a hero's quest to seek bay. Exactly. Dude. It's <laughs> like I fucking I I encountered a Medusa. And now I'm finding bay. The Infinity Stone, that thing thing is cool because it's like. So if you have like fucked up stuff happen to you or things that like really jostle you, either events or thoughts or, you know, things you were made to believe, that's what I was saying with the Stephen Hayes guys. Like his whole thing of act, you know, he came out with RFT, which is a relational frame theory and act. He was having like vicious, vicious panic attacks. And rather than giving into him, he was like, no, like I'm not going to do that. So he had this, whatever that force was, like making this dude panic and freak out in his apartment. What that ended up being that he was like, fuck this bullshit. I'm just going to live my life and live according to my values. It blossomed into two like groundbreaking modalities in therapy. So he was holding all of that inside of him in this weird little, you know, like you were saying, the infinity stone. If you try to hold on to the infinity stone yourself, you die. It's too powerful. So you have to just like spread all that weird energy of yours out into the world. And then, you know, things come up of it. If you try to keep all that stuff in it, you'll just eat yourself alive. Yeah, man. What, what you what you realize that the key, the, the basis of everything is providing value to others. Mm. And there's no way around that, 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 that's, 
that's set in stone. That's that I, I think that's an undeniable truth. Once you realize that, it makes every fucked up thing that you've ever had to endure and every other fucked up thing that you're going to endure easier to process because you realize you now have a frame of reference to help somebody else up. Who You're going to see somebody else in that point someday. Mm-hmm. So now when you're operating from, from a vantage point of being of service to somebody else, anything that you've had to fucked up to endure, it's like, okay, I've been there and you're going to recognize that. Whereas, you know, other people who are, who are um, just selflessly based in their operation, they're not going to see it. They'll go through their day complaining about their own bullshit to nobody in particular. But if you, you don't even have to hear this person say a word, you can pick up on, okay, I know what this person's going through because I, I, I can just fucking tell. Mm-hmm. And then the true, the, the, the true payback that you're going to get out of life is going to come through that service to others because you, you, you're going to get it back you're gonna make a, a million lot of times money. over. Yeah. Yes. You're <laughs> going to make it a million times over, dude. Well, dude, that, they, but that's a values based lifestyle. And if you live, if you look at our Western world or whatever you want to call it, America, all they're trying to do is put, fix problems, fix people. But it's like, if everybody got fixed, who would help the person that was messed up? Like if you saw somebody that was having a problem, if, if nobody had, if everybody's on these freaking pills and nobody's Mm -hmm. experiencing anxiety and you see a little kid with an anxiety attack, like, what are you going to say to him? You don't have any, Oh, what are you going to say? Oh, here's a pill. Or it's like, Oh dude, hold on, man. We're going to spin that. That's your little infinity stone. We're going to, we're going to teach you how to hold that like star Lord. Yeah, please do not stop using that. That is so fucking good. (laughs) That's true. If yeah, if you don't have any, if you can't identify with your own pain, then if someone else is, if you love was in pain, you'd help. You hope you're able to help them out, and you have some sort of context for understanding what they're going through. But yeah, Angela, you're saying if you just start, if you just get pills forced in your mouth as soon as things get tough, it's like, your kids gonna. I don't want to take it to another level, but that's why yourself held on to the pain. That's what you have to give back to the world. You know what I mean? Like you have. Your pain is where your values are. And if you can pivot the pain into a skill, a skills based, uh, Matt, help me out here. You get what I'm trying to say? No, I know what you're saying. This, yeah, gets, it, this it's, gets to it's, the core of dogology, dude. Yeah, it's your, that's your that's your that's your burning furnace, dude. Otherwise, when people are like, I just don't feel like doing it. It's like, dude, if something fucked up happens to you and you can somehow take the fucked up thing that happened to you, identify with it and be like, well, I'm going to do what I can to make sure this a doesn't happen to somebody else or help anyone that's ever happened to, because I kind of understand that. Or if you know, happen to someone like, you know, and love or whatever. Yeah. You're going to be more, more motivated, more driven and your life's just going to have more purpose because it's like, well, we're living in a world with people that are like workaholics or something, or you hear Rogan will be like, Oh, I like how fucked up dudes are good at being comedians and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if we all programmed on this level and we all could hold infinity stones, dude, we would be elite dogs, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We yeah. would be on a psychological level. We would be SEAL Team Six, for sure. Yeah, and, and this is something that we've been saying since day one: is that like this is this has to be decentralized. Like, there's not one fucking lighthouse dishing it out. Like, real quick, Tim, can we be SEAL Team Dicks? <laughs> <laughs> How do you mute someone else? And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Mike. Um, <laughs> Me too, buddy. No, but uh, I was thinking about naming my brain Rainy because it plays so much. Then I was like, <laughs> ah, it's Why don't you name it Brainy? God damn Brainy. it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I just like I said. I think it's uh, you know, I it's really fun. It's fun breaking balls and fucking around with people. But it's like the the whole thing of like uh, you know, I'm gonna insulate myself from my feelings by just ceaselessly attacking other people. It's like 
that's one of those things I see people doing anymore. And I'm Dude, like, man, that sucks, bro. Crushing your boy when you have absolute faith in the relationship you have with him is so, so much funnier. Fun. It's so, fun. so much funnier, dude. It is fun. Like that, yeah, man. like it, yeah, it feels good to get like a thumbs up on just spitting venom on the internet. I get it. I understand that. But when you have a true connection with people and you demolish each other, my God, dude. That's like that's that's coming with your boys. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. Fu- I mean, dude. Yeah, it's 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 awesome, and it's also like again, it's like the survival needs are met. Like, what the fuck's the problem here? What's going on? What's the jam up? And it's like obviously, it's just like you know our own competitive natures, and then people start. That's what they talk about with the relational frames. Like at a young age, you learn better than, bigger than, faster than, wealthier than. So you start and that's getting this how you weird get the loser talk. Dude. Yeah, you get this yeah. weird compare. You learn to start comparing things. Shorter really. than, yeah. <laughs> Less girthier than <laughs> Dude, this is. This is like the uh, spark at the heart of like fat nurses saying, "Must be nice when like someone gets a raise or something like that." Yes. Oh yeah. Baked, yeah. 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 It gets baked into you, and then it's like, here I am. I'm comparing myself to another person, most likely based on some weird fantasy I have in my head that has no basis in this person's life. I have no idea what their life's actually like, or like what they think, or how they feel like, but. I saw that they have the all new Dodge Charger. I'm like, <laughs> man, fuck, guy's probably a dick. Dude, it's that'd like, be a great Dodge Charger commercial. Just do like, <laughs> I'm so fucking gay, dude. He's got a Charger. What am I doing? Yeah, I mean, dude. So if people stop, they're like, all right, I I have like all my stuff. Yeah, I got an apartment. I know people have better houses. It kind of sucks. I saw the Drake video where he like dances with a mask on kind of chat my fucking ass it's like <laughs> that guy's a huge pedophile. fucking house <laughs> that guy is a huge house but otherwise it doesn't really affect my life in any other way than me kind of torturing myself in my head so it's like i just i think it'd be sick if people got on the like the page where it's like all right what do i actually want to do like if you don't even figure that out at all it's like well dude like you gotta you know figure at least figure something like that out at least try and then it's like you know you just get rather than so the other idea is like I'm just going to work for as much money as I can to just have the coolest things as like, you know, as like a spider web to try to attract people into my life. And it's like, I just look at money. Like it's, it's like an oxygen tank, dude. The more money I have, I'm like, sweet. I have my freedom for, you know, X amount of days. If shit hits the fan, I can just, I can just be a dude in the world. That's how, that's why I've always looked at money. It's like, it's a freedom thing where it's like, I can save up enough to where I'm free from the bullshit of, you know, the job. Like I, I can't exist in certain jobs. I just, I just fucking, I can't do it. But it's like, so that's why it's, for me, it's been important to be like, when I make money, I save it all because I'm like, look, if this shit falls apart, which in my life tends to be the fucking, I'm usually building sandcastles. So it's like, <laughs> it tends to be the case. Yeah. So it's like, dude, it's like, that's the, I think that's the way to look at money to like use your values to push you through the day. And then money becomes like the scuba tank for you to be off on your little adventures. And when it runs out, suck a dick and go back to work. And you know, at least you got a purpose. <laughs> like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, guys. I'm, I'm getting out. It's just, you know, I have a plan. But if you just bullet buy into that, like full stock of like, Yep, yeah, well, we're buying a house out there now. It's got a you know a little more space than our other house, and it's like fuck, man, that, that shit sucks. Yeah, Matt, unless you point, like unless you like that, but I don't think a lot of people do. Matt, at what point did you come to that realization? Uh, man, well, that was like a culture. I always kind of I was more so I wasn't I didn't have it really together. I was just like bumbling around like selling fucking weed and shit when I was younger, just like whatever, man. Uh, I was kind of an idiot, honestly. But I knew I didn't really give a shit about that stuff. And then when I was, I, when I first married, uh, when I was first married to my first wife, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I just realized like the shit she was trying to sign me up for. She was trying to sign me up for a life that like 
was part of her fantasy life and it had nothing to do with my, I didn't, at the time I didn't know they're my personal values. I was just like, I don't want to fucking do this shit. It fucking sucks. So she was trying to sign me up for like, she wanted me to like make a certain amount of money. And like, she just wanted me in a suit all day. I, she wanted me to just Don Draper out and like, didn't care what I was doing. It was just an appearance thing. And I hot. was like, dude, huh? it's kind of hot. Hot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to wear a suit and choke me. Would you please? No, she wanted me to like be able to like financially support a shopping kind of thing that I would uh, really agree with. That I was like, yeah, this is going to, it's going to crush us. Could you imagine going yeah. shopping just to go shopping? My God, dude. Dude, I I I was stolen around buying socks today. I need socks. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but you, like you left the house for the socks though. I, I was doing it online. I was like, oh, where are the Hanes? Yeah, yeah I was looking at the I was like, I should get nice socks. And I saw that Hanes like 20 pack for like nine bucks. I'm like, hey, let me get that. Let me stick to Hanes. Dude, your neighbor's <laughs> like looking through your window the same way you used to you dudes getting Dodge Chargers. Like, fuck that dude's getting Hanes. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hopefully that makes sense, but I I do think it's like you know people can start to realize like all right, dude, like you know I, I guess what what is the jam up? I, I mean, I, maybe it's like it's Bay. Is it like the messages people get early on? Like what what what's fucking people up right now? I think a big thing is not having those kind of role models that are programming early on in your life mm-hmm. because you know just on a, on a personal level, it's like I never saw my parents like working towards something, so there was ne- it would have never occurred to me to think that like oh if I want this I'm gonna have to work towards something or like oh you could better yourself or build yourself all i observed was people just in perpetual states mm. and I, to me that was just like you are what you are and that's what it is i keep that's i keep I mean. asking myself this question because like my dad always the hardest worker i ever met never a complainer in his life right but uh it, it like i don't know it, it looked a lot like bad luck but obviously now i don't believe in bad luck so it's like it, i think there's like this culture among people who <laughs> it looks like we all have the same exact background in life i'm gonna say but there's this culture of like i just gotta play catch up until i hit a certain point and then once i hit that oh, point dude, then it's really gonna take off talk about this i and really want to talk about this that man. point yeah. is never it's an illusion it's the it's the fucking yeah. bowser staircase from mario 64 like you're just <laughs> uh, <laughs> I <suffered laughs> for the last i want to say for the last eight or nine years of my life i've been i first of all i fused with my mind i believed everything my mind told me my mind kept telling me Oh man, once you get this done, then you'll be okay. Then classic you'll be, Chuck. You know, classic Chuck, <laughs> dude. Yeah. And you can't, now that I learned how to undo that to myself, I'm on a better path. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's passive like that, thinking. It's like you think that you're, you think that like your, your, uh, your instincts are just going to carry you, like the way that you breathe or blink. You're just like, well, if I just do like enough to not worry, when I go to bed, I'm good. When really, that like you could fucking really floor it and uh, take off. Yeah, well, the whole um, the whole thing that I had going on was it wasn't just once I get to this point, then I'll be good enough. It starts out with you're a loser. Yeah, dude. you know what I mean. It's mm. like you're a piece of shit. You don't have a Dodge Charger. You're a piece of shit. Um, you have like four friends. Your family doesn't fuck with you at all. You're a loser. Like you should kill yourself. Like, sure, this yeah. is what's going on in your head. Yeah. And then Eat you're bad, like, punish yourself with food, kill yourself. I don't know how my, my mind got so distorted, but if I let Chuck be and I just go, dude, I don't need to wait till I'm good enough. You know what I mean? I just have to start yeah. living towards my values. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like my That's values it. are, I'm going to, I like, I'm tired of shit. I'm just going to do a dad meet. I fucking love these dudes. Hell yeah, you know what dude. I, mean? yeah, man. I love you, buddy. Like, yeah. Hey, 
dude, I'm with you on the self self esteem shit, dude. Because I don't I don't think it was until maybe, um, maybe about three years ago where I started to build self esteem. Up until that point, there was like all these instances of like false bravado and like trying to just fill my life with things, and it's like being confrontational just for the sake of being confrontational and proving that to myself. Uh, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago where I feel like that started to build, and. I feel like I'm at a point now where like, it's no coincidence that shit's starting to fall in line with my values that I have written out because that self-esteem started to rise and rise and rise because I started to value myself more and in valuing myself more, I provide more value on my thoughts, my words, and my actions. So something's fucking me up. Um, it's only momentary. Whereas before, like I, I remember like just driving around with my face and my neck being hot from just being angry at myself for no reason in particular. Like Brainy, I used to have problems with girls when I was younger. Like I had such uh, bad problems with girls, like um, attachment shit. Matt Matt knows about it, you know, like because he went to school and stuff. But like one time, I got drunk with my girlfriend at a bar. She went to the bathroom and she was there for a little bit longer than I thought she should be. I got I left the bar and I punched a whole like uh, city block of mirrors of cars. You know what I mean? Like that's how fucked up my head got. She was just pooping, though, right? Over nothing. <laughs> she was taking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Over nothing. Like she was just in the bathroom. You, know you, you walk back to the bar, your hands bleed, and she's just like, "Oh God, dude, thank yeah. God." <laughs> Woo! Well, that yeah, that's, do not that's, go in. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the funny thing too, because it's like, so you know, it's like everyone has different, like you know, you you look at it through your like, you know, everyone looks at it through their lens and history and like the way they perceive the world. They just kind of assume, like, I guess this is what this person's thinking. But it's like, like Randy, you were talking about like self esteem stuff. Spud's talking about attachment. I from I guess like fuck, man. As long as I can remember, but definitely throughout my twenties, I just had like not. I didn't really have a solid sense of myself whatsoever at all. Like I always explain it to people. It's like the movie ghost with Patrick Swayze, but people could see me. So I just like <laughs> walk around and like, Hey, and they're like, what, do you, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I don't know. I could see both sides. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like a ball of gas. So I, that's how it felt like for me. Just why people, you know, obviously I don't know. That's how I came up with people, but I felt just like a floating orb all the time. Just like, I guess, I'm, I mean, I was also in like, I had a weird fucking, I have a very bizarre twenties and, uh, but yeah, man, and it's like the, the scary, not scary, the, the cool thing for me, but it was kind of like unsettling was like, so, you know, it's like one, at one point, it was, this was forever ago. I remember winning Philly's Funniest Ever. And again, it take like, I'm like mostly just a ghost floating about. And then I win this thing that's like a concrete, like a concrete thing that was like, oh, you're the winner. And I was, I remember it was like surreal. I was like, me? was it surreal because you were hearing the booze? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was we're creating the booze. I was like me, this entity that I like inhabit and am just won this thing. And people were, it just doesn't, it just felt yeah. fake to the point where I'm saying like, even if you do well, I was like, I didn't really win. Like in my head, I'm like, I didn't really win. This is like just weird. Then I'm like, oh, I guess now I have to inhabit the life of a winner now. And I was like trying to think how to, do. it was just like really bizarre. Yeah. I remember, but I remember that feeling. I felt really good about it. And then I was working at my field placement for school. And it was like, you know, it was just me and this guy were in an office. And like, it turned out like this guy was like not about to get a house. He wanted to get out of the place he was in. It was a fucked up neighborhood. There's needles everywhere. He had kids. And I, I, I fucking did yeah, a bunch me. of bullshit. Dude, I did a bunch of bullshit with the math. I finagled a bunch of shit. I worked my magic on just like this internship. It was, you know, it was just, I was just sitting there working with guys who got out of jail. And I got this dude. It was just like a two bedroom apartment in a slightly better neighborhood. And he was, and I was like, lady called me. He was sitting next to me. 
lady's like, all right, fine. We're going to let him rent it. And it was like, I had to like talk to me all the, you know, it's like guy had done X, Y, and Z and I had talked this lady into it. And I remember like the guy was looking at me and I was like, like we did it. And it was the same exact feeling as winning Philly's funniest. And that's when I was like, Oh, okay. Like you just have brain chemicals you got to trigger. And it's a matter of how do you do them? And like, what are the innate ways you can trigger those chemicals versus like, I'm going to do the things that I think have been told to me that I need to trigger those like happiness feelings. But in reality, if I just get a dude in an apartment, I'm equally as stoked as winning Philly's fun. I'm not making that up. I was like so floored. And I was like, holy shit, this is like exactly how excited I was. I like there's, oh, there's a maximum to that. You can only get so excited about shit. Dude, next year you should train him to win Philly's Funniest. That would be fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> you can but fall yeah, back cool. on training him to make really good excuses for not winning it. Well, it, it was a, <laughs> there's a side note, but it was funny because in my school, everyone would be like, yeah, I'm like a revolutionary social worker. And like, how can we be revolutionary? And it's like, I just, I would lie and forge people's financial information. (laughs) I remember they were like, well, like, how can we operate within this system? I was like, you guys are free interns. Just fudge. Like I dude, I like fudged fucking financial shit and all the kinds of stuff. And they're like, what? I told my class, I'm like, I just fucking lie on shit and just get people apartments. And they were like, and again, it was all covered in anything anyway, but like by, you know, the agency. But they were like, what, what are you going to do if, it, if something happens? I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, oh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm an intern. I don't get paid. So they were like, they were like, how can you do that? Lying is for uh, describing everything that's important to you and your entire personality on the Internet, <laughs> not for helping people. That was that these are people who were like, and I at the time was like, I don't know, whatever. I'm just doing this thing. But they're like, we're agents of change. We're freedom fighters. Oh, but if I fudge it like an extra pay stub on a thing, I might get in trouble. It's like you're you're a revolutionary. You're worried about getting reprimanded at your job. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a sidebar, but it's like just, you're a good you know, guy, train robber. Exactly, dude, Batman, bro. Yes, line, line to land, line to you're slug Batman, boards. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> but it, it, even you know, it just I don't know. I'm, I'm not bragging, bro. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. Dude, this isn't like, bragging. You're, you're, you're opening you can, up. Yeah, it's like I found a guy a two bedroom apartment. All <laughs> yeah, fucking rules, man. The but, big but deal. The, I don't know, man. Just so you know, I received that that story uh, with the same level of enthusiasm as you telling it. Like, but, yeah, that does fucking rule. <laughs> dude, that hits hard, Matt. Because like I've any place that I've gotten uh, to to rent as a home for my family has been because they didn't run a credit check and they were just like, yeah, I guess we'll do it. Yeah. So like that kind of shit goes a long way because people people would have to go through those experiences, get butt fucked relentlessly, and it fucking takes a toll on you and it wears you the fuck down. Yeah, man. It's wild that there's no talk of like the underclass. It's like you have to hit rock bottom before you get social work. You know, yeah. what I, you, Matt knows what I'm talking about, but it's just like, yeah, I've seen it. you know, if you're hovering right above rock bottom, no one's there to help you. Yeah, and then they're like, why are these people so bitter and mad? These guys fucking suck. And it's like, well, you know, because they're working and they're watching people live just as good as them. Just who are chilling. And like, it's like, like, none you know. of these guys have Dodge chargers. Do you understand what that feels like? <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, yeah. As someone who's like hovered right above that my entire life. Like, yeah, I, I have a lot of, I don't know, empathy for those people, but dude, who knows? Maybe, you know, we've had a lot of people reach out to us like, Hey man, I'm in recovery or Hey man, like people that haven't bottomed out. Like that's our fucking demographic dude right there. True. Like above the fucking bottom, the, yeah, that's, that's people much, that are that's like me. At least I know Matt's killing it, but that's me, you know. Well, I mean, that's me. That's us. Yeah, um, my, and I'm my happy life to is a house of cards for the record that could collapse at any moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> Matt. Matt's like slowly climbing up on like the most rickety fucking <laughs> scaffolding ever. He's like, "This is great up here, you guys. You should start just bolting shit together." Dude, it's so far. I've I've zeroed out so many times. I swear to God, man, it's been five at least five, four or five times. I had I've had all my money taken from me in like one fell swoop. Well, mm. it's happened so many. I remember my first wedding is probably partly why I didn't work out. I took all of the money from the wedding, like the gifts and then mail. Well, I shouldn't say this, but either way, I, I made a risky investment that involved me mailing all that money to California and the, po- and the postal police took it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so like, dude, I've, lo- I, that was just once I've lost all my money in the world before that, like four or five times where I just, I have zero dollars. All of a sudden I wake up and I have zero dollars. And it's oh like, my Oh shit, God. dude, what are you going to do? And it's like Create psychological flexibility. Yeah, dude, it's just like, okay, I'm here now and I'm working and, you know, I'm working. I'll save up. I'll get back on top, do my thing. And it's like, if you have that mentality, it makes everything you're doing so much more fun. I love the idea of the postal police pulling over a letter. It's like, (laughs) sir, do you have any idea how fast you're going? The letter's like, yeah, uh, overnight. (laughs) They they keep it, dude. They just keep it. They keep it. Like, you have two days to get down here and get this. And you're like, that's a mousetrap. I'm going (laughs) to. It's cheese. Is, is it illegal to send someone? Is it illegal to mail money? Uh, it's yeah. It, it's like you're not technically supposed to, but if you can go down there and back up, like why you're doing it and where the funds yeah. are required. Whoa, from. I don't like that. Yeah. So yeah, you're not supposed to. But if you go down there, you're like, hey, that, I, I, you're. It's like highly discouraged, and I think you're not allowed to. But if you somehow were like, hey, that's mine, I can show you how. It's like, yeah, that's my it's allowance, like, dude. I'm spending it on candy. Get the fuck out of my face. Leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, but <laughs> I think they need like, where's this 10.99, bro? And you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> could you guys just mail it back to me <laughs> return to sender oh well, yeah it wasn't all it wasn't really all mine i remember i went in on it with a couple people and then, then you know. they got a money sniffing dog it's got a monocle in it's like a- <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's gotta be funny for them to open it up and be like you fucking idiots <laughs> they're just like here it's such it. a right. stupid move that they should know how important the money was to you and just give it back True. <laughs> True. Like no one with money would do like do this. Or, or you had someone. I got sold it. on an investment. Someone someone promised me a pie in the sky. And I was like, that sounds like a good idea. Just gotta take everything I own and give it to one little thing and hope it works out. And like, yeah. I was like, perfect. Well, oh, dude, you said it you dude, you said it yourself about six months ago. The, the pie is infinite. Now oh, for sure. For yes. sure. Now dude, that's huge. that's how you gotta operate though, man. It's like you know, the end of the the end of what I learned from losing money, all my money, not even just money, all of my money so many times is like your day-to-day is the only thing that matters. Yeah. As long as your day-to-day, you can have your day-to-day and somewhat command that. Or even just start out by commanding, like, all right, I know I got to go fucking work. I got to drive an hour to get there. But I have a half an hour of my day, and I'm I'm the owner of that half an hour. And I'm going to do something that I want to do and something that I think will benefit me. Or spend it in a way that I actually like rather than coming home and, like, eating cake and watching TV and then further hating myself. And then, like, you, you just spread that little you know, dot of time out to like, all right, now I got somehow got an hour that I have myself. And that's how I've always been doing. Like, I just want to be the, you know, Dr. Strange in my time. I don't like when people Woo. can tell me where to be. <laughs> if your if your lighthouse is your values, dude, it'll all fall into place. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Man, I, that kind of, uh, kind of related, but I wanted to get this out before we switch over to the Patreon in a minute or two. Uh, quick shout out to the dad meat discord. I, I don't know if I've had where I've talked about this or if I brought it up enough, but uh, dude, I haven't been in a discord in a long time, dude, on the dad meat discord. There was a, there was a fucking bub in there who was like, yo, listen, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why he went there or like not somewhere. I, I forget like the intro to it, but it was like, I think, uh, I think I'm about to get a fucking divorce. 
and it was like I it was kind of just like getting it out and also like do you guys have any advice and it was the first time I've ever seen that kind of thing on the internet where it wasn't like freeze your bank account dude go through her phone get her passwords it was dudes that were just like all right slow down who knows what's gonna happen if it does fucking go south here's what I did in your situation and like a bunch of dudes like just dogpiled on them with just uh I, I, the just lovely support and then like a week later he's like this might work out and i was like damn that fucking rules damn dude yeah so i'm I'm proud of the dad meat discord i love you guys that's fucking sick man like, imagine like i said they use that like you know if, if we're sitting it's funny to think that like right now we're sitting with like you know millions of human minds that they're ready to like solve complex problems via the internet and it's just you watch youtube comments and it's like Selena Gomez is a fucking slut. Like, all <laughs> yeah. right, I don't think we're using this thing right. <laughs> I don't Dude, think we're doing this right. Browse, browse trending topics on Twitter sometime. It's horrifying, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, man. I'd rather yeah. just yeah. open random doors in a morgue than, than look at <laughs> tweets from people I don't know. <laughs> what are you saying, Scott? I just think like uh, there's so many people living out there, and they just live with, they just deal with their jam ups, and they're like, oh, I'm jammed, and yeah. they just don't know that that's their infinity stone. True. You know what I mean? Like, if yes. you knew that was the deal, like, fuck, man, I have anxiety. I have this. I have that. And it's like, if they could learn how to hold it like a fucking immortal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know if around. you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You'd probably have to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I mean, this shit used to get kind of filtered out of us. Like, you know, when they had all those rites of passages and all that stuff, it's like a rites of passage. It's like, you know, it was like, all right, dude, you got to go sit in the woods for 20 days. And it's like, huh? So like bitch shit got tramped out of everybody. If you did, if you were like, no, they're like, yeah, dude, fuck off. But now it's like, you can just kind of float through your life. Yeah. You're, a lot of people are floating with some real bitch shit, dude. Dude, the other day, not, you know, again, this was just something I, I was just kind of at my wits end. Cause I was just like, you know, doing like new baby marriage stuff, but it's like, I just went into my bathtub at nighttime, killed the, killed the lights and just laid in a dark pool of warm water for like an hour. And just stared into the darkness. I'm like, yeah. this is a shit. I was sitting there being like, this fucking rules. People. I was wow, as like, yeah. this as I was. I was like, this is the shit people need to start doing. Just going pitch black and just being like, what the fuck am I doing? Right Dude, now? that's more dogology shit. That's what I'm Dude, saying. Dude, what's okay? Are, would you be interested in a rite of passage for the Church of Sacred Dogology? Yeah, I'd have to think about it though. Yeah, for sure. But I thought I remember when I. It's funny when I uh, when I taught a comedy class at Fit and got uh, I know it's so funny. But dude, at the time I didn't have health insurance. I had no again. I I was on a zero out period. And some guy was like, "I'll give you thirty bucks an hour to teach a comedy class." And I was like, "Okay." But the uh, the thing I used to tell, I remember I was sitting with the class and I was like, "Yeah." Sometimes I was like trying to explain to them like different ways. I was like, "I'm not a naturally like extroverted person. I like kind of feel like I don't like to dance in public shit like that." like when I'm driving, sometimes I'll make myself dance and sing next to somebody to like knowing they're like, I'll think like, oh, they're looking at me thinking I'm weird. And I, fo- I expose myself to that feeling just to kind of like, so I'm not such like a weird crunched in weirdo. And I was telling this to a group of those kids and they were like, what? And I was like, all right, never mind, guys. But I think something like that. I'm just putting yourself <laughs> in like an utterly vulnerable spot. Even if it's like something dumb just to you, it's like that's I think that'd be, that's the right to passage. Ooh. I like uh, maybe Wes's idea of taking a dance class so that you could go school somebody. <laughs> True, That's, that works too. Yeah, I mean, Wes has that. Wes makes himself vulnerable, which means woundable. Hilarious. True. Yeah. And then he gets strong enough to be like, "Fuck you! You can't hurt me." True. Yeah. That's one way to do it, man. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you just kind of put yourself out there, it's again, this is my, I like the idea of fear gates. It's like, there's a fear gate. Like starting the church of dogology was a fear gate for mine. It was something I thought about doing and was like, "Ah, that's kind of weird. I don't want to do that. And then you just kind of pat the, you know, the first day I did it, I'm like, this is weird. I shouldn't do this. It's going to go horribly. And then I just did it and it actually went well. And it was like, oh, sick. I passed through my fear gate. Now I can actually do that. It's yeah, like, I have a severe like fear gate with bays, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? But now I'm armed with like weapons. Yeah. Nunchucks. I got skills from Matt Psychnall. I got blue shoes from Fatbird. Just use promo code Fatbird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so yes, dude. Dude, it's. So whatever bays out there, this is what kind of bird you're gonna get. Dude, Spud's packing 105 percent bird. Share a picture. It's fat. Oh, screen share. Spud, dude, not playing. His bird. I'll screen share. His bird. No joke. This is the thing I was thinking about. So if you actually just kind of live out, if you're like, all right, what do I actually value? What What is the parts of myself that are hit? You know, trapped beneath my fear gates. If they all kind of came to the light. I'm going to get my balls broken about X, Y, and Z for a little bit, but it's not a forever thing. It's like, nobody's going to follow you around forever. You're, you're just going to the people who would, who don't like it. will just kind of like, you know, erupt in their weird reaction to whatever you triggered in them. Like, and then they kind of fall back and you either just attract a thing that you actually like to do, or you just, it helps you so much that you just are in some other space entirely where it's like that whole rumbling echo of negativity is just so far behind you. You're like, why was I even thinking about that? Do yeah, not, we might be uh, in a growing pains of everybody is just going to find out about the infinity stone. And if everybody starts holding it, then we'll, we're, we're all going to ascend to another density. Dude. But that, I that's dude, it. I'm telling you, this Fuck. is what needs to happen. The, the ascension needs to happen big time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, again, what's the, what's at stake, dude? What the fuck's the problem, man? Like, what are people worried about? I mean, I know there's like severe, there are severe jam ups, but like, I didn't, I couldn't say I had like severe, severe jam ups, but I was severely jammed up for like a, almost a decade. Dude, it's crazy yeah, what, what gets gonna... knocked loose when you go to fucking mass in the church of dogology. Mass True. is what I call mushrooms, uh, by the way. <laughs> the deep dive will knock this out of you, dude. The deep dives are, are serious. I, I, I don't even want to get into the deep True. dives right now just because like, I don't, I don't, I feel like I, if I started right now, the whole night would not be long enough to like, break it down and impress upon people how serious it is that's another one man it's like yeah it's like just go you know if you know like so the, the dog church of dogology Wait, uh, t- talk about uh church of dogology on sundays i'm sure you know it, most people that are going to hear this would already kind of know but the, break it down a little bit well so what i so what happened it kind of started where like well this is how it started kind of actually like got implemented where I went through our Patreon. There was like people who are giving us more than a dollar. Like some people give us five, some people give us ten, would give us more. So I was like, all right, I want to do extra stuff and make tears for the people who give us extra money and like just do things for people at different levels of that that are extra. And then, you know, you do stuff like, hey, I'm going to offer it to these people. And you have people like, that's fucked up. Why fuck them the only they can get it? It's like, well, it's, it's extra because they give me extra. So I'm giving them extra. It's nothing to do with you. But so I, I was like, all right. So for the people who do 10 bucks a month, I'm going to do the Church of Dogology, which is it's not content, it's just a live stream. That happens, and it's just people. Someone, Sorry. someone lit up. It's Sorry. all good. Yeah. Uh, so, it, and I'm still figuring out what it is, but really, it's like I just want to see if if you can get a bunch of people who are properly intentioned, who can just meet in a space and just help each other in a way that's like actually valuable and authentic, and then see see if you can create a positive thing out of just a throw a bunch of people at it, the thing who are properly intentioned, and see if you can create positivity in everyone's life. That's a, that's the that's the goal and hypothesis and last week it worked it was like oh i i felt great everyone left it was like yeah that was awesome so and the way it works is i have the uh 
I have the wisdom scroll. So it's just a Google doc. So it's just like questions. If anyone has any questions or things that are like deeply gnawing at them, it's like write it on the Google doc. And then there's parts where if like, if you've came up with like an insight, you read something really cool, write that into the wisdom part of the Google docs. Then like before Sundays, everyone reads the Google doc and like, all right, here's these things people are dealing with. I think about it. Do I have thoughts on this? Cool. If not, no problem. And like, here's something cool I read. I'll put it in there. So eventually after like, you know, hopefully years, there'll be this gigantic Google doc that's just filled with wisdom and then filled with little problems. And afterwards, when the problems get discussed, if you come up with something that sounds good or works, you just write that right under the problem and add that to the wisdom part. This is insane, dude. Pretty sick, dude. That's insane. Pretty sick. How does it feel? How does it feel just presenting it plainly like that? It's fucking, it's awesome, dude. It, yeah. like, again, it's this kind of stuff. Like you just have to do it. Like it's, it's like a seed, it's an idea in you and you're like, that's yeah, kind of weird. And you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. <clears throat> worst comes to worst. Everyone's like, what the fuck was that? And you're like, yeah, sorry. I did something weird with you guys. No, not sorry. Actually, I did exactly what I wanted to do. And true. No, that's true. Weren't, you know what I mean? I actually, that's what yeah, I wanted to ask next you. Level. I, I wanted to ask you is like, uh, along the way, are you seeing ways that you could m- kind of like present it or make it like something that you've already seen where you're like, well, people would understand it in that context if I made it more like that. And you're like, no, nay, I must make it exactly my vision, whether no, I, or not I, it's easily no, yeah. The cool thing too is like, I'm, I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it. That's the other thing too. Before mm-hmm. I, I had, I have obviously I have a weed dealer brain. So I'm always like trying to like see if I can make five bucks off people. I'm like, all right, <laughs> if I can just charge you five and I pay for three, da, da, da. So I've been trying to get out of that. And I'm like, this would be cool just to do a thing that's the, for the sake of the thing. It's like mm-hmm. all my bills are paid. I'm chilling. I don't need to be like, and then I can do this. It's like, this is just something I can just do and have it provide value and just figure out all the rest later. Like, I, I don't care. And if, if, if my circumstances got dire, maybe I could be like, hey, I'm fucked up right now. But I think this is something I can do. Regard- Even if I just like everything fell away and now I'm just like working, you know, I'm, I'm down to the, the concrete pit. I can still do this on Sundays. Like I can never, I'll always be able to do this. So yeah, man, I don't RIP to the concrete pit, dude. What happened to it? He's dead. Who did? Who died? The guy from the concrete pit. Oh shit. Really? Oh no. Yeah. Joe? Is that Joe? Yeah. Joe's oh. Joe died in jail. RIP Joe. Of Corona, supposedly. No he died shit. Corona in jail? Fuck. Uh, I thought he would have died of twisted teas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, dude, the, this is another. And the, well, the, the other thing, too, is like, I like this idea of like kind of this ecosystem of content now where it's like, I have an idea for, I call it other school, where it's like, so you can get professors from like Ivy League uh, universities and be like, hey, man, you know, you, you know, you're kind of have to teach through this institution. If you could teach a class that you could, I mean, I guess they get to they develop the curriculum or whatever, but it's like, you can teach a class online to a bunch of people who would pay you directly, not the institution, they'll pay you to learn about something they're interested in. You put it on the internet, you know, for the Ivy League professor, it could be like, you know, like 500 bucks for the class. But then if you take the class and you amass all that information, you could then teach a class on this thing called other school to people who would be maybe like graduated high school. And if you, you know, so it can kind of filter, you can have information kind of penetrate further down into like people's being able to understand if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, guys, I, I just, after, after you, it's crazy. You're, you're talking about this um, as Mike, Mikey wants to say hi real quick. Uh, Mikey, this is his last hey, day of school. Congrats, Bob. And, uh, dude, he's doing his last assignment of the, of the year and it's about growth mindset. What the fuck? <laughs> and it says growth mindset is a belief that despite obstacles and challenges, the person can develop abilities and achieve goals through motivation, hard work and practice. Jesus Christ! What, what are you in like sixteenth grade? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the question is: It's uh, how would someone with a fixed mindset fix a specific mistake that's listed here? Wow! Damn, dude. Mindset's a tough one. 
so if somebody if somebody um Try, does, it isn't like thing. flexible and like thinking like all right i could change this if somebody it's like oh, i'm screwed like i don't know how to work my way out of this if they forgot to do their schoolwork what would they what would they view it as like i'm fucked yeah all right but mm-hmm. like i i can't get out of this problem <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't have scripted that better, dude. <laughs> dude he nailed it, man. He's, he's a golden child, man. That's awesome. He's man. the greatest gift, man. Yeah, he's, he's the supreme the bub, dude. Yeah, wow. He's the best, man. That's awesome. Man. All right. Well, uh, I want to slide over to the Patreon, if you guys don't mind. You guys have time? Yeah, yeah I'm going to pay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I do. got to do the sponsor stuff oh, real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him with the sponsor. Uh, uh, real quick. Pay. Yo, if you guys go to audibletrial.com slash fatbird, go check out that book um, that Matt's going over on Psych Knowledge. It's called Get Out of Your Mind and Into Your Life. By Stephen C. Hayes, the book fucking rules, and Matt breaks it down for fucking idiots like me in a way that we can comprehend and get the most out of it. So go to audibletrial.com slash fatbird, get that fucking book, get out of your mind, and it's your life by Stephen C. Hayes, and start keeping up with uh, fucking Psych Nall and the Matt and Shane Patreon. Uh, also, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Spud, you want to show them a little Blue Chew? Yo, right you guys there? got this? It's really cool packaging, too. Yeah, Blue Chew <laughs> is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So if you go to BlueChew.com, type in promo code FATBIRD, they're going to break you off with some free samples. You just got to pay the 5 bucks for shipping. It's quick, it's easy, and Blue Chew fucking rules. You're going to be rock hard. <laughs> I can't wait. I've never taken it before. I'm saving it for a girl. Oh, oh man. Dude. You're I would enjoy definitely do a trial run just to be impressed with yourself. It might actually change. <laughs> it'll change the way you walk. Okay. Your approach to women is going to be completely different. I promise. It Which fucking is, rolls, bud. You're gonna yeah, love it. I, I'm pumped about it. Yeah. I made a new vision board uh, that's ba- that's more values based. Oh, yeah. After, since you fucking trampled all your old goals. Oh, my old boy. goals were, uh, you know, I, I also know. have my own Puerto Rican side bitch in it, so it's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sub to Patreon or sub to fucking Mormo Patreon. Uh, the, I mean, the boys are looking into it. That's all they're doing. They're just looking into it. That's all. Yeah, we're just gonna try to level up our our Patreon people, you know, so that they can get more money and then they can give us more money. Hell, <laughs> dude, a good. I mean, we have, we, we, we have strictly peasants. <laughs> Oh, that's all right, dude. Build it up, man. But we're, we've been talking the whole episode about adding value, and I think that's that's one thing that, that Warmode and Matt and Shane do through and through and do it exponentially is there's so many, for me personally, like there's so many fucking work days that would be an absolute fucking pain in the balls to get through if I wasn't able to listen to Warmode and Matt and Shane's. So I just want to thank you for the value that you add to my life. Well, yeah, I mean, Billy was like, Billy wanted to do it. I could feel that Billy wanted to do it. And Matt was like, you should do it. You should do it. And I didn't want to do it. I was like, nah, man, I just want to live my life, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's not being an asset to my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was yeah. part of the program with Wes. So I'm like, I'm not trying to act like I'm on a cross or anything, but I really do. You know, I'm really just doing this for everyone else. And I, the only thing I really like is making the intros. That's like my favorite. They thing. fucking rule, dude. You have a, I just you have I, a I knack love for making it. the intros the night before. It takes a whole lot out of me, and uh, going into the thing with Bill and like doing it, it's fun and all. But like, you know, normal me, old me, I used to just work on Sundays. Mm. You know, I just work every day. I'd be like, oh, I can get more done. I can get more done. And you now can, I just you can't not toil, to, dude. You got to toil. I get, yeah, I like give that day to Bill, and we're, we're gonna try to get the page up, and maybe it'll change our lives. You know, I believe in it, dude. I mean, dude, I you're creating you something out of the sense of service. I mean, how could it go wrong? 
I hope so. Yeah. All right, bubs. We'll uh, we're gonna keep this going live over on the Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash Dadmeat Cast Podcast. Fuck, I can never remember yeah. the URL. Yeah, go to Patreon.com/slash Dadmeat Podcast. Dadmeat Podcast. All right, get part two of this episode. Listen. Yeah, I want to screen share my uh, vision board with you guys. I don't know how to do it. Dude, save for the Patreon. It's premium content. All right, oh. love you guys. <laughs>